Hey, so this podcast is all about team building. And so I know that you are probably here because you're thinking about hiring or building a team, or maybe you've even started to do so, but still have a lot of questions about how to do it the right way. Growing your team is a huge step. Even if you're just thinking about it, I applaud you. And also, there are a lot of things that you might not even think about that can be absolutely disastrous for a newly growing company if you don't know that you need to be aware in advance. So I created a guidebook for you. It's called The 10 Pitfalls of Growing a Creative Team. And that's gonna help you avoid the things that can wreak havoc on your business if you're not careful. Things that I really wish someone had told me when I first started growing a team. It's a free guidebook, so you can download your copy right now. Just click that link in the top of the episode description, or you can go to hannahbjorndahl.com slash guidebook. That's H-A-N-N-A-H-B-J-O-R ndal.com slash guidebook. Hey there, friends. If you are listening in on the original air date of this episode, you are either stuck in quarantine someplace or maybe you finally come out of it, likely with a lot of crazy restrictions. This is kind of not the best time to be having a big wedding. And while I know this is going to be on air well past our weird social distancing days, what I do know is that resilience is a quality that all of us as business owners need to have in order to keep going and growing our businesses and building a legacy. There is always going to be a challenge to overcome, a disappointment to endure, or a failure to get past. Running a business takes grit and resilience, and there are many setbacks that we're constantly facing, and it can be really discouraging. If you've been in business for a while, you've already faced this. So today I'm talking about resilience and what it takes to keep going when you feel totally unmotivated and discouraged. I'm giving you a peek into my daily life and how I structure my day, not just to survive, but to thrive. Let's get started. You're listening to Everyone Wins with Hannah Bjorndahl. I'm Hannah, a creative sales strategist that turned my dream of being a wedding photographer into a six-figure company. I'll be honest, I had no idea what I was doing when I started my business. I had never even shot a wedding before, but within a year, I used my background in communication, psychology, and advertising sales to build a full-time career that had completely replaced my nine to five income. I truly believe that a great sales process can improve any business, but for us wedding photographers, I think it's the key to success. I also believe that anyone can learn and apply great sales strategies, and that's why I made this podcast. So are you ready? to apply simple yet life-changing sales strategies to your business, then pour yourself an extra large cup of coffee and let's get started. Before I dive into my tips for being resilient, I want to acknowledge a few things. First of all, I am not currently sick and my family is safe, so I do not have the stress worry and hardship of caring for or worrying about people that are suffering right now with COVID-19, at least not on a daily basis within my family. Also, I am not in a high-risk group, 
nor is anyone in my household. So my daily life is not filled with that stress of making sure that high-risk people are kept safe. A lot of people are truly suffering right now, whether with illness or loss of job, loss of home, or a loved one is sick. And I want to say that I'm not addressing those factors today because I don't have any experience to speak to that. If that's the situation you were in, I am so sorry. I absolutely am not saying that the tips I'm suggesting today are meant to be followed by these groups in order to solve everything and be just fine. Today, I'm talking to my fellow wedding photographers who are struggling to stay afloat in their business in an ocean of disappointment and rejection and loss of clients. I know what it feels like to have the motivation just drain from you or the fear of losing your business creep into your thoughts all day, every day. Truthfully, I was there for a while too and of course I get hit with waves of sadness and disappointment and stress. However, I am moving forward and making progress. This podcast is evidence of that. So today I'm sharing what I'm doing to stay motivated and on track to achieving my goals during this time of uncertainty. Um, This is part one of a two-part COVID-19 series that I am specifically making to address issues that we're going through right at this second. So next week, you'll hear a little bit more about how to grow and elevate your brand in this time of crisis. So I really hope that both of these episodes are nothing but an encouragement to you and helpful to seeing what's possible in this time of great uncertainty. So let's talk about resilience and what I'm doing to stay resilient, not just now, but anytime that a challenge comes my way. I've got five ways to do this today, so let's go ahead and get started. My first tip for resilience is to have a morning routine. I think I've talked about this before on my podcast, and I know some people are sick of hearing about a morning routine, but in all honesty, having a morning routine is the essential difference between me having a good and bad day. I'm not exaggerating here. So here's what that looks like. Get up at the same time every day and have a plan for how you're going to start your day. It's as simple as that. So for me, I wake up at 6.30 a.m., which honestly at this point is later than I was waking up before we were all quarantined. So I'm actually taking advantage of this situation and sleeping in a little bit because my husband and I work out together and he used to leave really early in the morning for work and now he's working from home. So we wake up at 6.30 and we go straight to a workout. Sweating and working out has been proven to boost your mood, reduce stress, improve and clarify your thinking. So there's a lot of benefits for me personally to get straight to a workout as soon as I wake up. After I finish my workout and shower, I get ready for my day and then I meditate and pray while snuggling with my little dog, Blue. Then I drink a cup of coffee and I journal out all of my thoughts for the day moving forward. I call my version of journaling business journaling because it's not so much a personal diary of thoughts, but it's my way of getting my thoughts straight. I am a verbal processor, so to write out my thoughts is really, really helpful. So that's what my morning routine looks like. It takes about an hour and a half to two hours total, so it is a long process, which is why I wake up early, but this totally sets up the rest of my day for success. It also clears my mind and wakes me up so that I'm ready to get to work as soon as I sit down 
at my desk. I think that more than anything, this is mentally really helpful for me to get in the right headspace to start my day. I highly recommend you have a morning routine if you find yourself waking up anxious or if you have a really hard time getting started in the morning. If you're not sure where to start on putting together a morning routine, start really small. Pick a defined time to wake up in the morning for one week and stick to it and then do one thing consistently when you wake up. See how you feel after that week and then bump it up a little bit as you go. Letting you in on a little secret of my life, I didn't have a morning routine until about six months ago. I decided as a New Year's resolution to stick to a morning routine, specifically working out for five months straight. And it was one of the best things I've ever done for myself. And if you're a friend of mine, you probably have heard me talk about it because it made such a huge difference in my life. I'm really thankful that I was already in that morning routine when suddenly I had to be quarantined and my husband was working from home and a lot of things changed rapidly because my morning routine didn't have to change. So if you don't already have a morning routine, I highly recommend that you start one. And I really believe that this is going to help you build resilience and be way more motivated when your day begins each day. And just a side note, my morning routine only applies to weekday work days. So I do it on Monday through Friday. The weekends are off. I sleep in. It's great. But those weekdays, I always have the same routine. My second tip for you that's going to help you be resilient in even the toughest of times is to set a 90-day goal. It can be as big or small as you'd like, but you want to have something specific that you're working towards at all times. The reason for this is that setting a goal gives your daily life direction and it helps you achieve, improve, and grow both personally and professionally. You can set a goal to be personal or business related to get started. If you're not sure where to get started, here is my advice. Make it a SMART goal. You've probably heard this acronym before, S-M-A-R-T. S stands for specific. So have a very clear, particular goal. Don't make it too broad. M stands for measurable. Ask yourself how much, how many, or how often. If you can't measure, you're not going to be able to say yes or no, I completed this. So make it specific, make it measurable. A stands for achievable. It should be a stretch but it should still be attainable. So when you set this goal, think about how you're gonna accomplish it and if it's even possible, and then make it achievable. The R stands for relevant. You wanna make sure that this goal that you're setting matters to you because if it doesn't really matter to you, you're not gonna be interested in working towards it or achieving it. So make it relevant. And then finally, the T stands for time bound. So I'm suggesting a 90 day goal because that's personally what I do but it could also be a 30-day goal, a 60-day goal, or even just a weekly goal to start small. But do start with some type of goal to get you going so that your daily life has that direction of working towards something. And then finally, one of the most important things about setting a goal is that you also pick a reward for yourself if you accomplish that goal. And then make sure you follow through on rewarding yourself. It might sound silly, but this is actually the hardest part for me. I'll set a goal. I'll be really pumped to go ahead and go out and achieve it. And then when I go to reward myself, I will somehow convince myself that I still don't deserve it and end up not rewarding myself. And so make sure that you pick a reward that you're excited to get if you achieve your goal and then follow through on giving yourself that reward. My third tip for you to be resilient in this time of crisis or 
any time of crisis in your life is to have appropriate boundaries. Right now, being confined at home and having an endless supply of digital resources and information right at our fingertips it's a really deadly combination. If it goes unchecked, it can be a total day ruiner. Not only that, but working from home with nowhere else to be can really blur the already blurred lines of being your own business owner and working from home. You might notice that you get less and less personal time and it kind of feels like you're always working. And that is not a healthy thing if you want to be a resilient business owner. So set boundaries. First of all, Limit your time on social media and use apps that block access to the apps that you are most inclined to click on mindlessly. For us photographers, Instagram can be the thief of joy, so do not spend a ton of time on Instagram. Hannah Bjorndal Photography gets at least 50% of their inquiries from Instagram, so we know that it's important. However, there is a line and you can set healthy boundaries for yourself on social media. So I'm definitely not saying check out altogether. However, just set a boundary for how much time you're going to spend and then follow through. And if you're worried about not being able to follow through or mindlessly clicking onto that app, even when you don't want to, it's just muscle memory, then I have a couple tips for you. First tip, change the location of the app on your phone so that it's harder to get to. Now, this is a tip that works for those of us that are a little more disciplined. It's just kind of a way of reminding our minds when we mindlessly go to click on the Instagram app that you don't actually want to be doing that. If you're doing it mindlessly and you're going to the part of your screen that the app is normally at and it's not there, it's going to remind you, oh yeah, I shouldn't be doing this right now. Now, if you have a harder time with discipline and that's not going to work, then try an app that blocks your access after a certain amount of time of use. So you can try apps like Freedom, Off Time, or Flipped, F-L-I-P-D. These are all options that are going to help you uh, maintain some self-control and stay off of social media when you need to get work done. Another way to have healthy boundaries, I can't emphasize this enough during this global pandemic. Check the news once a day maximum and be careful about what news sources that you're looking at. Again, I can't emphasize enough how radically my day can be altered by checking the news right in the middle of a work day. So what I've done personally is I'm 100% off of Facebook. I have learned that there's way too many news articles floating around in the news feed. So I've deleted my app and anytime I need something specifically from that platform, I ask for Evan's help. I also only check the news every couple days. And when I do that, I do it alongside Evan and we only look at a couple different consistent sources. There is a lot of news out there right now that's very dramatic. It is unreliable, it's emotionally driven, and that is not what we need in our lives right now. Obviously, we need to stay informed, but we can be intentional about where we're getting our information so that we're not swayed by every single emotional post or article that we come across, which could potentially totally throw us off for the entire day. So I think we could all benefit from doing this, but if you are struggling and you want to take the first step to setting boundaries, maybe your first goal can be to only spend a certain amount of time on Instagram or Facebook each day, or to only check the news on Thursdays or Mondays or whenever. This is a great place to get started and you're going to kill two birds with one stone. Finally, when it comes to setting boundaries, set work hours that you stick to consistently. 
Now, this doesn't mean that Monday through Friday you work nine to five. It just means that before your workday starts, you know exactly when you're starting and you're finishing work and you stop when you say you're going to stop. This is something that's really hard for me. It's also hard for my husband, Evan, because we both really love our jobs. And often when one of us says, hey, I think I'm going to have to work a little late tonight, the other person jumps on that opportunity to just keep working rather than taking the time off that they had planned. So set work hours and stick to them and have an accountability partner whether that be a spouse or another wedding industry friend or even your neighbor, establish some accountability in your life to make sure that you are setting work hours and not becoming a workaholic, especially in this time where we don't have as much to do outside of work as we normally do. My fourth tip for you today is to decide how you're going to make this time into a win. As you probably already know, I am 100% an optimist. I am always looking for the upside, and I think the best time to get ahead is when you least expect it. So in this time that feels like everything is lost, I want you to decide how you're going to make this a win for yourself. This could be a business or personal win, and I am personally looking at both, but just start by identifying one thing that you can do to take advantage of what's going on in your life right now. Here's some examples for me. First, I was able to finally block off full days for recording and editing this podcast. I know I wouldn't have had time to do that otherwise, and that's a huge win for me. Next, Evan and I have had slow Saturday mornings consistently for the first time since I started my business. So we have established a fun tradition of baking a new recipe each weekend on Saturday mornings and enjoying that in our sunroom afterwards. On the wedding side of things, this is a great opportunity for me to just lavish kindness on my clients in a way that they haven't really needed in the past. And not only does this make me super happy to be a support in a way that I never have before, but it's also an opportunity to really live out our company's core values and build a stronger reputation for being the best of the best. And if you want to hear more about this, I'm actually going to talk about this on next week's episode. Honestly, I have about 10 more ways that this time has been a win for me, but I'm certainly not going to pretend that it's all fun and games. I am going to tell you that I've hopped on every opportunity to make this an advantageous situation for me. And this definitely isn't something that you need to feel stressed or guilty about if you haven't done yet. That is not the purpose at all. And I do want to acknowledge that I have seen the opinion floating out there that this is not a time to get ahead or to make the most of the situation that we just kind of need to sit around and mourn what we've lost and sit in that sadness. And I think some of that is valid. We have lost a lot and there's a lot of disappointment and this is a hard time. So acknowledging that pain and allowing yourself to feel disappointed is 100% normal. I also think that this is not a time to feel guilty about what you're not accomplishing. So again, that's not at all my intention for sharing this advice on how to be resilient. It's not to make you feel guilty for what you haven't been doing. It's meant to encourage you and spur you on to doing things that are going to be mentally, physically, emotionally healthy for you so that you can stay resilient during this time. So this fourth tip I'm sharing with you about making this situation into a win, that is specifically meant to encourage you. I don't want you to miss out on an opportunity that's going to make your life better. I also don't want you to give up. 
Remember, this episode is all about resilience. So these are ways that I'm being resilient during this time that I hope will also help you not just survive, but thrive. And I have one more tip for you. Tip number five on how to be resilient in this time of crisis is to stay connected to community that builds you up. Notice I didn't just say stay connected to people, but be intentional about the relationships that are positive, encouraging, and supportive. If you notice certain relationships are bringing you down or making you sad or anxious, step away from those relationships for a short time. Gather a like-minded group to share your struggles with, but also your joys, and then pay it forward. Do not be that person that consistently brings others down. So be intentional about your conversations. It is totally reasonable to share your struggles with people in your community, but also share with one another your solutions. Talk about your new ideas and the positive things that have been going on in your life too. I personally think a good rule for this is to maintain a two to one ratio of positive and uplifting conversation versus negative and or complaining conversation. If you're really having trouble with this, and not sure what to say or how to be positive, then my encouragement to you is to focus on the other people in your group. Give them a compliment, support their business, or even just give them a shout out online. Kindness is contagious and it makes other people feel good. It makes you feel good. That's a great way to be positive when you're not really sure what to say. So I know this episode has been a little different than my typical business and sales strategies, but it all ties together, especially now. Give yourself some grace These tips, again, are not meant to make you feel guilty. They are not pass-fail. They are entirely meant to uplift and support you and help you be resilient in the face of crisis. I also just want to come clean that while I have practiced all of these tips diligently, I have also failed miserably at each one at some point in the last two months. It's okay. This is all about taking care of yourself and taking the steps, however small, to keep you moving forward and being resilient. If you're looking for a community of your own and people to support you, I would love to invite you to my Facebook community for this podcast. You can find that at hannahbjorndahl.com Facebook. We would love to have you as a part of our group. I'd also love to connect with you on an individual basis. Follow me on Instagram at hannahbjorndahl.com or send me a direct message, and I would love to hear what you think about the podcast and what's going on in your life. If you loved this episode, if you've been tuning in, please leave me a five-star review wherever you listen. And of course, I hope I see you back here next week. I release new episodes every Wednesday, so I'll see you next Wednesday. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks so much for joining me on another episode of Everyone Wins. I hope you learned something new, that you can take to your own business and apply right away. I am all about flipping traditional sales on its head and creating an amazing and unforgettable client experience. It brings me so much joy to share this information with you and see how you apply it. Thanks again for joining me this week and I hope I'll see you next week.